Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Not the SEC edition. It's okay. But you come and you listen because we always talk about the SEC. We talk a little bit of LSU. We talk about a little bit of national sports. It's all good. We're going to have some fun because it is go time, as Ryan Thibodeau says on Facebook Live in the comments. We greatly appreciate everyone joining the show. Jimmy Lane is back on the ones and twos making everything happen from periscope on twitter i don't know if we're on instagram doobie are we on the gram no we are not on the gram okay we will be going to the gram soon but also we are streaming live from chris landry football twitch that's twitch.tv slash chris landry football we appreciate everyone joining the show today but as always guys we have a great show in store for you hashtag rafino's rants kevin warren the big 10 commissioner making a bigger hole for himself He can't help it. He just can't help himself. Coming out with a statement that's so Rudy Pooh, no one even believes what he's saying. (laughs) Kevin Warren, welcome to Hashtag Rafino's Rants for the second time in as many weeks. Also, the very awesome and very great Ryan C. Fowler from the game on 100.9, who covers the Crimson Tide, who, dude, just does an awesome job. An absolutely awesome job. He's going to be joining the show around 720. Got a lot to talk to him. I want to get his takes on a lot of stuff that's going around college football and the SEC. What will Alabama look like? Is it realistic that the Tide can go undefeated and have a great season? We're going to touch on that. He's also a Heisman voter, if I'm not mistaken. So Ryan C. Fowler is a Heisman voter. We got a lot to talk to him about as well. This day in sports, I got sent a text by Craig, who is an AYS follower, an AYS follower. And Craig said, Blake, did you know in this day in sports, and we're not going to spoil it yet. We're not going to spoil it yet. But this day in sports, he said, could you do this segment for me? As I think that this could be fun to talk about. I said, well, you better be in the, you better be in the live stream if you do so when we talk about it, but it's going to be fun. And also, as always, guys, we take your calls. 225-238-6075. That's 225-238-6075. But every show, as always, is brought to our two main sponsors throughout the show, GM, Varnado and Sons. GM, Varnado and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. They take pride in their work and want to earn your business. They are ready to assist you with any automotive and big rig needs. Check engine light, drivetrain repair, AC work, Big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, oil changes, tire sales, tire rotations, tire repairs. No job is too big or too small for GM. 
Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And also your home team, who's absolutely killing it. We greatly appreciate them joining the team as well. Your home team is a mega team at Keller Williams, and they do everything in their possible, everything possible, really, to make sure that you are taken care of. They're going to make you family. Go over to their website today. Look at all their listings. If you want to sell their house, they can do that as well. That's your team, your home team. Dot kw.com. That's your home team. Dot kw.com. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you, and they will get your house sold as quickly as possible. All right, look here, guys. Look here. It's that time. You all know what time it is. You all know what time it is. Hashtag Rafino's Ransom. Look, we had the thought process, and the thought process was this throughout the day that the Big Ten was going to come back. And out with a statement. Oh, and also, yes, I see your comment on Twitter, on Periscope. Blake, I had me some Ragged Branch whiskey last night. It was absolutely amazing. Yes, it is. Where is it? We always got our Ragged ragged Branch whiskey, the official whiskey of AYS, or bourbon whiskey of AYS. But you know who needs some bourbon right now? Do you know who needs some bourbon right now? Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. Now, we were under the impression all day long that Kevin Warren and the Big Ten were going to come out with a statement and they were going to have six teams that were going to play football. We were under the, the assumption from these university presidents, from these university presidents in the Big Ten, that they didn't have a vote. Oh, so the presidents came out and said that, look, we didn't vote. There was no real, real vote to cancel the Big Ten season. Well, Kevin Warren just came out with a statement, and I'm quoting here from Kevin Warren. The vote by the Big Ten Council and of President's Chancellors was overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports and will not be revisited. Let me read that again. It will not be revisited. So the Big Ten and their commissioner is coming out with a statement saying that they will not play college football in the fall of 2020. The decision was thorough and deliberative and based on sound feedback, guidance, and advice from medical experts. So wait a second. We've had multiple presidents. We've had multiple people come out and tell us from the Big Ten that the presidents didn't vote. So am I missing something here? Am I missing something that all most of these presidents have come out from these universities saying that we didn't vote, but now Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, is saying it was overwhelmingly that we were going to cancel or postpone fall football until the spring? Big Ten and Big Ten fans. Now, I know that we've had a couple of Big Ten fans call in to the show and debate from Ohio State to Penn State, wherever they're going to come from. With that being said, now Kevin Warren has more egg on his face. I cannot believe that it was even close to being possible, close to being possible, that Kevin Warren could get more egg on his face within 48 hours. I thought the egg on his face was going to come Friday when Sean Wade, a very good cornerback for Ohio State, was going to be going and talking to him in Chicago and telling him the simple fact of, you better let my son play right now. You better let my son play right now. But no, 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 that's not what he did. If you had to ask me of the conferences of college football, who is my number one Rudy Pooh? 
It's not going to be the Pac-12 that most of you might believe that it would be. No. It's the Big Ten. Because at least we have from the Pac-12 a cohesive unit and a cohesive thought process. A thought process that, hey, everyone's in lockstep and key and that everyone believes in the same thing. But there's so much division inside the Big Ten right now that I don't know if they're going to be able to survive this. Do you know who's looking at this the most? Let me tell you who's looking at this the most. The pack, well, recruits. Number one is recruits. Now, Jonathan Rifkin, who you can catch on Twitch or Chris Landry Football on Twitch.tv. I ain't on here for just recruiting with Jonathan Rifkin. But it's amazing to me that they would do this and put their, their biggest asset in jeopardy. If you're a recruit right now, if you're a, a, a parent of a recruit right now, would you let your child go to a Big Ten school? Would you allow your son to commit to a Big Ten school? Heck no. I wouldn't. Because it's in so much shambles. It's in such disarray. So many people keep asking me, well, Blake, why do you think they're doing it? I have no clue. No clue whatsoever why they're doing this. It makes zero sense to me. Kevin Warren, after university president saying that, what is he trying to accomplish? What is the simple fact that he's trying to accomplish? The Big Ten is unraveling at the seams. And I hate to say it like that, but it's just the truth. It is just the truth. Now, the same people shifting gears, the same people that are posting this of Kevin Warren on Twitter, the starting five, as Bill King says, of the narrative that's being pushed of Darren Rovere, Darren Rovell, Dan Wolken, they're celebrating the support. They're celebrating Kevin Warren. Such a great decision. Kevin Warren, every time he comes on Twitter, is praying to the good Lord above. He's doing the Talladega Nights. You know what he's doing? He's going on there. Dear, please, seven pound, three ounce, baby Jesus. We pray to you that the SEC decides to cancel college football in the fall. He's pulling a Ricky Bobby. He prays to God that they that they're going to cancel college football. Because it makes him look a lot better. But the fact is, is, I don't think that they will. I don't think that the SEC will. That's for sure. But dear, dear seven pound, eight ounce, sweet newborn baby Jesus as Kevin Warren's praying. This goes for me to ask the simple question of this. Does college football need one body making a decision? Now, you may be asking yourself, Blake, why in the Rudy Poo? Why in the Rudy Poo would we allow one person to make a decision of all of college football? Because you're seeing it. You're seeing why that they need to have someone. Hey, the NFL, the most profitable sport organization outside of soccer overseas. The NFL is the most profitable sport inside of our states. 
and they have one body that makes decisions. Now, they do have 32 owners that also govern and help do that. You can do that as well. But the simple fact that you don't have a governing body helping and allowing and telling all these conferences what it is that they should be doing is absurd. Don't tell me that there shouldn't be one governing body that should be telling. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What's that? Bring, bring. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. It's the NCAA saying they dropped the damn ball. Doobie's popping up like we had a phone call. <laughs> no, but Doobie, we do have a phone call. It's Mark Emmert on line one. He's asking why he's such a Rudy Poo. Well, Mark, I don't know. Doobie says he doesn't know why you're such a Rudy Poo either. I try not to have these big silences because when we do the podcast, it seems a little bit awkward. But it's t- it's hard talking for, for that long. Thomas Bankson on Facebook Live says, all the recruiting has been screwed since this COVID started. Some kids were blessed, others left hanging. Thomas, I, I will leave that question to Jonathan Rifkin tomorrow, who does our recruiting show, our national recruiting show. I will leave that up to him and what he thinks. I think that recruiting in a in its context, however, we've been seeing a lot of more kids commit. Arch Manning out of New Orleans, everyone knows the last name of Manning, but he is the overall number one quarterback in the class of twenty twenty three. But if you're if you're if you're the Manning camp, are you thinking about going to a Big Ten school right now? Are you thinking about going to a Big Ten school? I know that there's a lot of pushback on my take in reference to having one governing body and all of this, but I think you got to do it. For the simple fact, for the absolute simple fact that we're seeing college football unravel. Now, it's not every year that we have a pandemic, but this goes to show you. This goes to show you that there's no leadership. There never has been leadership. And you know what, guys? There never will be leadership. As much as these LSU fans, and as much as I say these LSU fans, like I've not been an LSU fan my entire life, and I know that we're covering the SEC now. But the SEC fans have hated Greg Sankey all along. Has he, been, has he done a bad job? Hell no, he hasn't. My good friend Stephen Miller says, one Cesar with five commissioners under him to come together and make one decision. I agree, Stephen. You know what else? You know what else? You know what would incentivize all of this to make sure that he makes or he knows and that there should be a college football season? Tie his pay to it. Tie his staff to it. Make sure that if college football goes on, that the only reason he gets paid his $5 million a year is because you got to play college football. Each one of the Power Five conferences, hand him over a million. Hand him over a million. You might be calling me crazy. You might be saying, Blake, that's Looney Tune. I get that it might be Looney Tune. But his incentive would be to play college football. People tell me that all there's all these rules about the NCAA and their governing body, and they can't control the conferences. And I get that to an extent. I get that to an extent. Seriously, I do. But you know what I don't get and what I will never understand is why people don't want change in college football. 
Now, I don't want change in some, you know, look, I get why you don't want change. And I get why you don't want a lot of change for a lot of these things. Because, look, college football is great right now. But, guys, if you think that this is not the start of something, then you're, 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 you're telling yourself a lie. This is the absolute start of something, and we're gonna find they're gonna find a way and continue to find a way to start implementing this into college football. Now, the last question before we get over to Ryan C. Fowler, Ryan Fowler, who's absolutely amazing from the game on 100.9, who covers. Who covers? I see your comment, Blaine Smith. The Lakers lost, LOL. Get out of here with that Rudy Poo. But anyway, Ryan C. Fowler is going to be our guest on about three minutes. The great Doobie Lane's going to get him on the. You know what we got to do, Doobie? We got to get a we got to get a sponsor for the hotline. We got to get a sponsor for the hotline. Every time that people call in and every time we call out, we got to get a sponsor for the hotline. I'm going to get an old flip phone, and that's going to be the primary when people call in. Oh, a, okay. Like an old school ringtone. So you're going to go full Jerry Jones on that thing? Uh, our Car Malone. Did you see him texting? It was a little flip flown during one of yeah, the games. Yeah, that was from the Syracuse games, uh, Syracuse game a long time ago. Shit, We're going to get us a sponsor for – you know what? Blake Rufino is going to get him a sponsor for, for the AYS hotline. We're going to do it. And every time you guys call in and every time we call out the AYS hotline, we're going to do that. Some of the comments, who is this Rudy Poo on Twitter? Blake, we told you about that mustache. Get out of here with my mustache. Stop talking about my damn mustache. Yep, Carl Malone's John Stockton. Jacob Perilou, what's up, my friend? Yeah, ran on, brother. We're doing that. Everyone joining the stream, we greatly appreciate it. Go ahead and hit the like and hit the share. Share it to some groups. We have a great guest coming up in Ryan C. Fowler from 100.9 The Game. Got a lot of questions that I want to get to Ryan. Look, I know I know that you LSU fans don't like, you don't like this. I know you LSU fans don't like this, but look, you want to know a lot more about your opponent? You want to know more about Alabama? Ryan C. Fowler is about to do it. But before we get to that, Roly fingers it. I don't get that, Rifkin. Roly fingers it. I'm not sure what exactly what that means. Ryan Thibodeau says a burner phone. Are you kidding? Stephen Miller says, let me jump on that tomorrow since I'm on the payroll. Hashtag sponsor game. Yeah, we got some Rudy Poos out here who think that Blake Graffino's not hustling, getting his own sponsors. How ridiculous is that? But, yeah, they're going to sponsor a, a podcast who's absolutely trash. So, anyway. All right, before we get to Ryan C. Fowler, let's go over to our next sponsor, the great and very talented John Patton from Area Home Lending. John has been has so much experience, guys. I know he's been helping a lot of you out. He's been – you guys have been texting me. He's been texting me about all the great things that you guys are doing. But John Patton from Area Home Lending, with all the recent uh, – all the recent help, from the Federal Reserve, it's pushed mortgage rates down to the lowest that they've ever been. Yes, the absolute lowest that they've ever been. If you're considering buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. If you mention AYS, you're going to get a free appraisal through the entire month of August. Guys, we only have a couple more days for that. But with over 15 years of experience, I know that John will take care of you and your family. 
as he's taking care of me and so many others. Give him a call today at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. All right, the great and talented Ryan C. Fowler is our guest from the game on 100.9, who covers the Crimson Tide. There's nobody that does it better. Ryan, what's going on, my friend? Man, it's good. It's good. I'm Life is well. Football is back. The energy's back in T-Town. And, you know, I hope we are able to keep this thing. But uh, so far, three days in, uh, the Crimson Tide off today. Practice yesterday and Monday. Uh, back tomorrow. It's uh, Life is good in T-Town, man. I bet so. I mean, look, Ryan, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I get shaky in the mornings thinking about how college football is around the corner. I'm just so excited, man. I'm so excited. I, I smell the crawfish are boiling down here in the bayou. We got some whiskey and bourbon going, so I, I'm getting excited. Ryan, the first question I want to ask you, and I think that this is just so stinking cool. Are you a Heisman voter? I am. I am a Heisman How? voter, and uh, I've been – I've been on that for uh, a few years now, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a little different this year, but I think you, you had a follow-up question there. Go ahead. No, I was just saying how great that was. I just want to, I just want to hear, what's that process like, right? Like, so I know that it's your entire season, but when it comes down to it, how tough is that decision at the end? Now, I know Joe Burrow, whatever, last year, but just how tough is that, that decision coming down to it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was easy. Right? I mean, I mean, Joe Burrow made it uh, – where, you know, and, and now, now you know, we, listen, I'm a guy that's probably known in Tuscaloosa as a homer, uh, you know, being a, a radio host that's, you know, Tuscaloosa's longest radio host in Tuscaloosa, been doing a show uh, for quite a while here. So I came back after Joe Burrow came into town. This is prior to the Tua injury, okay? So this is Joe Burrow coming in, and when I saw him come into Bryant City Stadium and lay it on Nick Saban's defense, I came back on that Monday at 2 o'clock, and I pretty much said, uh, listen, I'm not allowed to announce uh, who, I can vote, who I'm going to vote for. You've you actually got to sign a, a confidentiality agreement. But unless oh, things wow. went crazy, that Joe Burrow had won you know, my Heisman vote. And so when, when – I mean, look at what he did. I mean, so, so it's fun. It's, it's a privilege that, you know, I, I certainly look at it as honor, recognition. I mean, it, to be – you know, one of the selectors and uh, just to go through that process. But I, I really take it, uh, you know, very serious. I think all of us should uh, take it serious. And uh, I try to take the – and it, many times I'll go back, and I know what the Heisman stands for, but I like to go back and read the mission statement of, of what this award really is. And I try to look at the criteria, and, you know, it says most outstanding player in college football – uh, and, you know, I know it's a quarterback-driven award, but I try to look at it and say, okay, who, who is the best? Who is the best? Uh, and and he, it was easy last year. And, and you know, it's going to be fun this year it's, it, to look at it. And, you know, it's kind of like we've already penciled Trevor Lawrence into that conversation, but that there's mm-hmm. somebody that may be that next Joe Burrow. And, and I mean, you, you never know. I mean, he may be in Tuscaloosa. I don't, I'm not saying Mac Jones has that skill set. But, but, I mean, he may, with the talent around him, you know, may have a great year. Yeah, and that's, Ryan, what I think, you know, look, being a Louisiana guy, being, you know, covering LSU all of last year, being on the sidelines when they had those games and big moments. Although I thought that Joe Burrow was talented, I never thought that that was going to happen. 
I guess my question is when you go and read that mission statement and you and you look through these guys, is there one criteria? I mean, I get the I get the film and the play, but if outside of the play, is there one criteria that you look for that a guy has to have? You know, I, I I'd be lying if I didn't say high character, right? I mean, you you just got to be a good dude. You know, I I don't think. When, when you look at the Heisman Trophy, yeah, I mean, it checks a lot of the boxes as a player, but I think you also have to be a good person. I mean, you can't, you know, get arrested six times before your junior season or, you know, be in try. I just think that's, in my book, that that's some of the, the criteria that you're looking at. And, and so that's what I look at. I, I look at it and I say, okay, is this guy a, a, a good character? So you check that box and then you kind of move on and you go, okay, then, then is he truly the best player in college football? And the other part that I don't like to get sucked into, and it's so easy to do, is to say, okay, because ESPN has the voice of college football. And see, people want to be able to vote for the winner, right? They, they want to be able right. to vote for the winner. People want to be able to go, hey, I voted for that guy. He was my Heisman winner. That's who I had. And so what people do is on that Monday, and I think it's like 4 or 5 o'clock in the, in, in sun, you know, on, uh, on Monday afternoon, you, you have to submit your vote. Well, what people do is they look at all this, what is it, Heismanology, and they look at the votes. And even though you're not supposed to reveal that, it seems like some of the bigger networks allow you know their picks to kind of get out, right? I mean, so when mm-hmm. when you look at it, I don't try to get sucked in to say, well, i got to vote for the guy that's going to win it. I try to uh, look at who is the best player in college football. And, you know, I looked at a guy, you know, defensively. I mean, you know, I I was irritated a couple years ago when when I thought maybe more defensive guys should get in there. Uh, You know, guy like Jonathan Allen, his senior season, not that he deserved to win the Heisman Trophy, but just be a part of the conversation. And I almost no feel question. like a lot of times those guys are left out. Yeah, no question. I agree with you there. Ryan C. Fowler from 100.9 The Game is our guest and doing such a great job as he always does. Ryan, we have a couple comments on Facebook Live, Twitch, and Twitter. Some of them are rolling in. I guess, number one, the question is, what do you, what was your opinion when you first saw the schedule for the for the Alabama Crimson Tide when it all came out? What, what was your first initial reaction and now that you've had a couple days to take it in what is your how do you think the season should shake out and is it a very tough schedule for them this season I just think it's very manageable uh for Alabama Mm -hmm. you know the the rumor prior to the non-conference opponents right when when you hear you know the buzz it it may be Florida it may be this it, it you know that was the discussion so Think about the schedule it is right now, and I'm, I'm still trying to memorize uh, everything about it. But it, it's it's Missouri. That's you know that's pretty pretty easy, pretty manageable. Texas A&M here uh, is is going to be you know maybe a little bit of a challenge. But you, you just go through the schedule, and it's no back to back road games. It's not you know mm-hmm. if you look at Georgia uh, that fourth week of the season. Well, what if you were to put Texas A&M, Georgia, Auburn, LSU back-to-back? Because we'd heard that they were kind of shuffling some things around. 
What if they would have done that? What if they would have taken and put, you know, the four big ones back to back to back to back? But th- but really, if you look at Alabama's schedule, it looks like they can manage that. I mean, is, is that what you guys are looking at? I mean, it looks like, you know, I think I was looking at some metrics earlier today. Las Vegas had Alabama about the eighth uh, hardest schedule uh, in in mm-hmm. the SEC. I think that's yep. that's a fair metric, or at least for in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I- I, I thought that for some of these teams, it was ec- extremely brutal. But, Ryan, I think from top to bottom for most of these teams in the SEC playing a 10-game conference schedule, it's going to be brutal, right? Like, no matter how you really There's slice you it, yeah, sure. it, it's going to be brutal. So, a couple more questions we have on Facebook Live. Steven Miller asked, what's the mood in T-Town? I know that there was a statement today saying of ban on recruiting I guess what's the vibe over there now that recruiting's going to be? I mean, recruiting, recruiting's never going to be banned. Nick, while Nick Saban's there, that's for damn sure. But now yeah, the tailgating has been to banned. Go, what? 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 I yeah. So you, you're talking about the seating capacity? Is that what you were asking? I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, seating capacity, and I think that there was a statement about tailgating that that people can't tailgate in T Town. How big of a deal was that? I think is what uh, Stephen's question was. And 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 big, the, has it been big. a bit of a mood here? Yeah, and, and so the irritation came out yesterday, and it was about halfway through my show. And at that point, I just looked up at my prep work, and I said, screw this, man, because I know the conversation. I'm a caller-friendly show. I take a lot of phone calls, and we get people, mm-hmm. you know, with, at, when you go on at 2 o'clock, everything's already been said, right? I mean, you, you know, everything's already been addressed. So I come out with my opinions and everybody else comes out with their opinions and we kind of get conversation, you know, going and, and people chime in. But yesterday it was, it was a pretty good little meltdown uh, with ticket attendance. A uh, guy called me. He said, I, I've had, I've been a season ticket holder, you know, since the seventies. Uh, I'm going to opt out and I'm not just going to opt out for this year. I'm going to opt out for next year and I'm going to opt out for the next year. And he pretty much called on the air and said they can ram it down their throat. I, I have nothing oh, uh, wow. more for this. So, to answer your question, people are a little bit, you know, irritated. Um, because, see, not only – and I know people maybe in Baton Rouge or uh, New Orleans or, or up in Tennessee or whatever is listening and watching us on the stream. But but the thing is, it's, it's how they kind of did – the 20%, how they kind of came up with this formula is how they're going to recycle. So maybe you're that season ticket holder that's had tickets for 25 years. Then they're going to recycle your money. You're not going to lose that, but you almost have to like you're reapplying for credit. You have to kind of reapply for those tickets. And so it, it just, it stings for some Alabama fans. And if I was any athletic director across the country, these are two things that I would I would jump down to. 2020 is going to be a disaster from a financial standpoint. You're not no going to make as much money, right? You're, you're going to lose a lot of money, a lot of money, okay? But, but the thing that I have to go back to, it's my biggest concern would be, can you get those guys back next year? And let me explain. 
If you've got that big 75-inch LED television hanging on your fireplace or 55, you got that big, you know, overstuffed recliner chair that's your favorite, and you can watch this game and you can flip, you know, LSU-Mississippi State going into the third quarter and they're tied and Alabama's beating team 54-10. Can I get that guy back next year? Because if you if you always went to the home games, it, it's almost like, can I really break away from that 35-year tradition? And mm-hmm. can I get those guys back next year? Because once you realize how easy it is to watch a game at home with that huge, giant team, they're not going to have you tailgate. So you're not going to have any of that. And you realize that, you know, you got a glass of sweet tea that's, 10 feet from your recliner. you got a clean bathroom. Uh, you don't have to hassle for parking. You don't have to you know, pay <laughs> 350 bucks a night for a hotel. Can, if I was an athletic director, I would be concerned about getting those guys back next year. And if I do, how can I keep the demand? Because we know the demand in the SEC. You, you donate four or five hundred bucks and you get the privilege to buy tickets will that demand Mm. be there in 2021 and 2022 and beyond you bring up such a great point ryan because listen when my wife's new patio furniture out here and the tv that's going up outside look in these hot dog days of summer if i don't have to go and stand on the sideline with and i can't now but you get what i'm saying in a, a, a traditional year if it's 104 degrees on the field and I'm sweating my butt off, you're right. I'm going to be great sitting on my recliner and my new patio furniture outside doing that. I think you bring up a great point that no one has talked about. Ryan C. Fowler is our guest. Ryan, got two more for you. Number one, in your opinion, how long do you think it's going to take Bryce Young to take over the starting position this year at quarterback, if he even does, and will the big t- or will the SEC schedule make it a little bit harder for him to take over as a starter, or do you think it? You know, do you have a certain game that you're looking at that he could possibly take over at? See, and I'm not going to be like a politician and ride the fence, but in some ways, I'm going to be a politician. I'm going to tell you maybe not what you want to hear. So mm-hmm. you you look at Bryce Young. I've studied him coming out of high school. I've watched him. Uh, develop. I've, I've talked to different people in the recruiting side, and and you hear people say that he's going to crack in, you know, three games in, four games. I don't really have a prediction because this is not that typical year. Now, and I've never been bashful of being into the quarterback conversation. I looked at Tua Tagovailoa the first day that he was on campus. As a as a football player, and he arrived in January. Practice starts in early March. I went out there, and I'm sitting there watching this guy throw. And I come back to my audience, and, and I'm driving back to the football complex, and I'm debating what do I tell my audience because I probably just saw you know <laughs> the, the the greatest quarterback arm as a true freshman. Mm. Well, I came back and I said I'm going to wait one more day, and I watched maybe uh, one more practice, and I came back and I said. Uh, he's going to beat out Jalen. Now, it took him, what was it, uh, 14 and a half games to, to get there? But I, I right. just thought it was – but, see, that's the one thing that Nick Saban, if there was anything that was confusion, uh, creating confusion in that locker room, 
was how good the offense would work in practice with Tua and how sluggish it would be with Jalen. Well, I take you to the, the players, and I've had players who have told me after the, the season finished up, that was one of the areas that they couldn't figure out in practice. It's like the offense would just run, you know, great. And then when, when Jalen would run the offense against ones against ones, good against good, good against good, he said it would be really, really sluggish. Now, this was a leader mm-hmm. on that team. And then I went and confirmed it with three or four different people. And that was that created some confusion because Nick Saban has always played the very best player regardless. If you're a freshman and you beat out a senior, well, you know, you beat out a senior. So when you, when you watch the quarterback competition, this year is going to be unlike that. But I do think that Nick Saban learned some things about managing quarterbacks because in this current time, a kid from California didn't come all the way across the country. Uh, to sit here and be a backup. Now, with that being said, right. Mac Jones has got this. Mac Jones has got this team. This is his team. He's won that locker room. That's going to be hard to overcome, especially without the spring practice. I'm not ready to put Mac Jones in, in a starting role, but I think he will have a bigger role than Tua did as a freshman. Yeah, and and Ryan, I've been saying this too. It just feels like Alabama, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but they want to get back to their bread and butter and pounding the football. The the times where Alabama and look as a former offensive lineman and just being even doing it collegially, if you can run the football and you're dominant in doing it, do it. You're opposing your will, and I just feel like with Najee Harris and that offensive line that they're going to have. I think if it were me, I would start running the football more and Mac Jones, I don't want to say be a system quarterback. I'm not trying to say that, but just manage the game. Let the game come to you, and I think that he'll be fine. Ryan, last question. I want to get you out here in this, and this is a I know this is kind of a vague question, kind of out there from left field, but how bad does Nick Saban want this season? Because you know, a lot of people have asked a question. We've had guests on. We've had callers call in. and They've all asked the same question. How bad does Nick need this season? Because the last two times we saw him, he has been typical where he's winning the national championship, holding up that trophy. How bad does he need this? And not from a legacy standpoint, but how bad do you think that he wants this, number one? And number two is what do you think if, if Alabama does not win a national championship this year, would, do you think that there's some rumblings that start happening in T-Town, as crazy as that sounds? <laughs> uh, listen, listen, listen. Okay, the, the the rumblings, I don't care if you're Coach Bryant. I mean, they, they started back in the <laughs> 70s, you know, when he went 6-5 and five back-to-back seasons in 69 and 70, 71. I mean, there's rumblings. I mean, they, they, they thought he was washed up. Now, trust me, there's nobody saying that Nick Saban is washed up. But, see, when you're known for something, that's the eye that everybody's watching. Alabama fans are t- – I had a player on yesterday, a former player, and he was talking about Alabama's defense. And to hear all of us talk, let, let's say that you didn't even know Alabama's record and you just listened to the offseason talk about Alabama's defense, you would think that that team won six games last year because – the, of the criticism and Nick Saban is getting on that side of the field because they, they mm-hmm. did not play. And I know 
you want to look at the injuries with Josh McMillan going down, Dylan Moses going down. The, the injuries happen a lot to that side of the football. But Alabama fans that, that we talk to, they go, okay, let's go back to Louisville in Orlando. Did that team get better from that game to the Michigan game? And I think the answer is no. And, and, and it, it may have, they may have got better, but it was not visible enough. So Alabama fans, Nick Saban doesn't need this to cement his legacy, but he's got to correct that defensive side of the football. And trust me, with Joe Burrow coming to Tuscaloosa and doing what he did inside Bryant-Tenney Stadium, that did not help Nick Saban on that defensive side of the football. Going to Auburn and allowing an offense that was sputtering with with Bo Nix, that didn't help either. And and so Nick Saban has got to find a way to kind of correct this and get that uh, the defense maybe playing back up to the Bama stand. Well, look, he's got a lot of time on his hands. A guy that's from my same hometown and Pete Golden. I, as much as I want him to have success, I don't want him to have success in the same in the same context. Ryan, I greatly appreciate you joining the show, my friend. And tell everybody where they can catch you. It's been right here the entire time. But promote yourself, my man. And, and tell everybody where they can catch you from 2 to 6 every day. So I do the game with Ryan Fowler. It's on Tide 109 uh, in Tuscaloosa. we got a great app. We do it 2 until 6. And, you know, we have LSU people who call us too. And it, we, got, we have enough of those fans, Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, just to irritate us. So we're looking for a few <laughs> LSU fans, okay? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, that could throw that salt, that wound. And we really haven't heard from LSU people bragging about the uh, the championship season. I guess, you know, the 2011 game kind of stings still uh, down in New Orleans. Oh, Maybe deeply. they haven't talked in the smack. Uh, so so we, we're recruiting LSU fans. And, and we don't pay a lot, but we do pay some. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we, <laughs> we do it every day from 2 until 6, uh, Monday through Friday. We have fun. I mean, I – Sports is supposed to be fun, and we try to get you away from the everyday life and the struggles of this pandemic, and we talk a lot of football, man. Absolutely. Ryan, thank you so much, sir. We'll have you on again soon. You're absolutely fantastic as always. Thanks. Hey, good. Thank you, guys. Have an awesome night. You too. Thank you. You too, man. Dude, such a great guest. You know, the last question that I asked him, Doobie, you know what? Hold on. Let's do this. Let's go over to the Boston. Let's go over to the Boston, and then we'll we'll discuss it. But, guys, I've been telling you for days and weeks and months and years, not years yet, but days and weeks and months, you want the best sushi in the North Shore? They got it. You want the best steak in the North Shore? They got it. You want the best seafood in the North Shore? You got it. Stephen Miller, I know you're from Franklinton. You, you head over that way. You better go over there and get you some. 985-748-5555. 985-748-5555. Stop on by at 200 North Central Boulevard in Amy. And also Mike Brazil, financial advisor. Guys, I had a call from one of my good friends today. said Michael saved them on a, a lot of money and that they're doing some investment plans and they're getting getting set for retirement. There's nothing that, that Mike has not seen. Give him a call today at 504-343-1576. 504-343-1576. Okay, I think that Ryan has a point to there's always going to be rumblings, especially with Nick Saban. 
guys on Facebook Live, he's just trying, he's just getting after you. He's an Alabama guy. He covers Alabama. He's just getting after you. Okay. So don't take that personal. If you want to call into the show, you can too. More of you people got to call into the show. Dylan Landry, John Adam, Ryan Thibodeau. You guys got to call into the show too. 225-238-6075. Why don't you call into the show and let's debate this thing. Let's talk about it. Can somebody check on Jeff and the borough? I haven't heard from him. I talked to him. He sent me an email. He sent me 66 emails. He sends me 66 emails a day. Probably nothing but history of when Kentucky won this game in He wanted to tell me the last email from Jeff the last email from Jeff in the borough was about a tennis tournament that LSU won in 1903. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Mm. Very uh 1903. Speaking of long history, we we're going to I was going to do this segment today in sports. Today is a I had a, 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 a Craig came out and asked me if we could do this. Did you know that in 1921, Ty Cobb had his 3,000th hit? You wanted me to tell you how great sports was? In 1921, one of the best players in baseball of all time got his 3,000 hit. You had George Brett, who ends uh, his hitting streak at 30 in 1980. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, some of the LSU fans, Billy Cannon got sentenced to five years in 1983. Like, it's always so great in sports. But, guys, you can call in. Preston, what's going on, brother? Well, we can't call in because Doobie's not at the desk. Jonathan Rifkin says, did y'all know Blake was born in 1903? Jesus, Mary and Joseph. You're 23. I'm 30. I'm seven years older than you. I mean, I was in second or third grade when you were being born. But you know what? Since you made that statement, Rifkin, you're now an intern. When I gave you all these props, you're back to being an intern. Rifkin is back to being an intern. How quickly does one man fall and falter? Jonathan Rifkin just did. Getting to some of the comments, Stephen Miller says, as long as I live, I will always sing the praises of the Boston. My absolute favorite place in all of Tangy, Washington, Paris. There's no question. Ryan Thibodeau says, 2011, are you serious right now? Hashtag AYS. He's just trying to get after you. He's just trying to get after you. Doobie, what did you think about what, 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 what Mr. Ryan Fowler had to say tonight? I enjoyed it, and I agree. Um one thing that stood out, I very much agree on, how uh, he had someone call in. They were so pissed off about jumping the gun, maybe, and doing the, you know, like the 20%. Where, where are they? Whether you have well, 5%, 10%, it's an airborne. Yeah, uh, some of the stuff just, I don't know, I get it. Less people, the better. But still, it's kind of irrelevant in a way. And then no tailgating. You're going to allow 20% of people inside the stadium, but you can't tailgate outside anywhere. Can't do that. So I, could, I, I clearly agree uh, kind of how he was saying that or whoever called in. I mean, people, that's, that's going to that's gonna make a lot of people upset. Well, you know what's nuts to me, Doobie? Are they really making these calls? Is this like, like is, the, is the president really making the calls or is the government making the calls? But is this is this, I mean, set in stone for the season, or is this game to game? No, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh. This will go game to game. I'm. I would assume they would go two or three games, 
and then they would make a statement more. You know, like, here's what you don't want. Okay, here's what you don't want. And I don't really mind the 20% capacity to start off with. Look, man, let's see how it goes. You better be glad they're having football and allowing fans in that son of a gun. I agree, but but don't you think it's just so 20%. You can have the people in the, inside the stadium. Again, only 20, I think that stadium holds like 101,500, something along those lines. Well, but, but hey, if you are outside barbecuing, <laughs> ooh, that's it. Here's the that's question that I'm going to ask. What if they go out there and say that they're peacefully protesting? Uh, okay. Like I said, do you think when on November 14th in Baton Rouge, remember me and you had this conversation about, I, I just see this being a, all of a sudden, oh, hey, we're going to allow 90% of uh, fans in here. I mean, that's a giant I game. Mean, what if both of them go into that game undefeated? Blake. Personally, I don't think neither one of them are. But that's just me personally. That's down People the road. People like wrap themselves in saran wrap and wear like decon suits to go watch that football game. Yeah, and I, I just think that the percentage is just going to be flexible as everything continues to go on. So like... <laughs> I think it would be funny if LSU allowed 90% of fans to come in Alabama. I get what you're saying. I just don't think, I don't think that they're going to get to 90. If we're being honest, they're not getting to 90. Not going to happen. No, there's no way. 75% at the most. At the max. Which is still, I mean, you you know, that's 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 still twenty thousand, twenty two thousand people is not twenty two thousand people is not a a a little number. Hell no, because Vanderbilt has like seven people in the stadium, so they've been social distancing for (laughs) years. I know that I know that it's been. (laughs) They have. I know that you know a basketball arena is enclosed. But basketball arenas get super loud. Okay, so I'm not going to say that. There's no, there's just no chance that they allow. And I'm not saying about Louisiana. I'm not saying about all these. But there's just no chance they allow 90%. And like me and I, you, we, we mentioned it on stream a few weeks ago. Fans are the amount of fans allowed in certain games can absolutely have an impact on how that game goes. An example would be the LSU-Florida game in Gainesville. If that stadium only has 20% of people, I'm not nearly as nervous going into that game. If it's uh, 75% or a full house, we know it won't be. But if it has uh, quite a bit of fans, then yeah, I'm going into that game a little bit more nervous because that's a hostile environment. It's kind of, yeah, you know. Yeah, I just, look, Dylan Landry, who should be calling into the show because we have nine minutes that before we can get off, Two two five two three eight six zero seven five. Look at Lil Rifkin. Vandy and UCLA should allow fans. Well, UCLA is not playing because the Pac twelve is just so woke and everything. Pac twelve just know. straight up social distanced the entire conference. Which is Blaine Smith insane. brings up another good point too. What if you, what if you pump up the crowd noise in there too? But I, I thought that I thought the, that's like a kind of illegal. To have uh, no, I think they allow it. I think they'll allow it. I mean, they're allowing it in the NBA. By the way, 
I know Blaine Smith talked about the Lakers losing last night. It's not the same. It's not the same. Okay? It's a noticeable difference. Here's the point. At least you're getting sports. Oh, fully agree. Fully agree. Now Look, about, you know. newbie, on a Saturday morning, you're bringing your happy ass over to uh, to Albany, Louisiana, or Hammond, Louisiana, okay? And you're sitting your happy butt out here. We're going to put a TV out there, and we're going to stream live from a halftime. I mean, look, look, I'm I'm just being honest. I love sitting on my recliner watching a game. <coughs> Tell you what. I do. I got a job for you. I, I do. Go ahead. I got a job for you. Oh, shoot. Every time. Hold on. Every time Doobie, so all the listeners right now, every time Doobie gives me a job, it takes me 72 hours to fix this. So I'm not looking forward to this. What's the job I have to do now? I think um, uh, I kind of want to go to the Ole Miss game, but try to find a couple of tickets, three or four. Bandy. Alabama LSU game. Got it. And we'll, uh, I, I, don't go, I don't go to that game anymore. What? Nope. Don't go to it. Won't go to it. Why? Do not go to the LSU Bama game. Won't do it again. Because it probably took you six weeks to find every a spot. single time I go to the LSU Alabama game, they lose. The one time I do not go to an LSU Alabama game, LSU wins. Never going again. You will not. You cannot force me to go into an LSU Alabama game ever again. No, sir. No way. My big butt is sitting on that recliner. Ain't going to happen. Let's go to the old Miss one. Gotta find I, I want to go to Nashville. I want to go to Nashville. We keep saying this. We're going to go. We're going to go stay in the uh, beautiful Omni Nashville Hotel. Okay. Carrie Underwood is going to sing me to sleep. Okay. No hanky panky like Dan Wolken was doing the other day inside of Twitter when he wouldn't make, when he wouldn't comment on what I was asking him about. But the the beautiful Omni Nashville Hotel. Jonathan Rifkin says, are you good luck for Bama? No, I'm horrible luck for LSU. There's no good luck. Okay? No good luck. It's only against Bama. Okay, only against Bama. I want to go to one game this year. I, I always like to, to make, you know. Yeah, I'm going to Vandy. I'm going to Nashville. We're going to Nashville. AYS is going to take over Nashville. We're going to take the Roadcaster. We're going to take these mics, and we're going to go inside the Omni Nashville Hotel. We're going to tell Bill King to meet us there, and we're going to we're going to tear it up. We're going to go fly in the helicopters, make a phone call. Uh, I ain't making. <laughs> I ain't finding no helicopter. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. You're going to come pick me up. We're going to hit I-55. We're going to hit I-20, and we're going to go north. David Miller's going to meet us. He said he wants to go. Everyone that wants to go to Nashville can meet us up there. We're gonna do a uh, 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 we'll do something at that point, and we're gonna go to the game. Driving. My to, wife said my wife just sent me something. You can't go. Yes, I will. All right, I gotta ask my wife. Is that seven Anywho, seven hours from Baton Rouge? I don't know, but I think we gotta fly. I think we're gonna have to fly. So I know Memphis is around six from Lafayette, six and a half. Yep. All right, Doobie, let's go ahead and get on out of here in just a second. Let's let's wait a couple more minutes. Yeah, it, it it's a good little ride. It's a good little drive. Guys, let me ask you, do y'all like us just sitting here chilling, talking? 
and relaxing all cool. And I was shooting some b-ball outside of the school. And a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. But then I got one little fight. My mom got scared of shit. You moving with y'all team, Uncle Bella? Hey, uh, if we go to Nashville, we have to go get some Derek Mason vest. Okay. <laughs> Puffy vest? Yep. Like them big. Okay. We have to wear a vest. I remember yeah, we'll that, dude. That. He was all about that vest. He still is. I like Derek. Over Mason, under though, that man. over I do like him too. Yeah. He just he's he's at a school that hates football. <laughs> so that sucks for him. They hate football and they like to drink tea and, and eat crumpets. You ever ate a crumpet before? No. I had Me a boot amp ball from Billy's though, and whew, it was good, <laughs> bub. <laughs> John Adams says that he's in that a Southwest flight to Nashville is seventy nine dollars. Wow, that's that's not bad. Okay, room and Stephen board. Miller, all you people, you better book your flights. All right, dude, but let's head on out of here. Guys, my name is Blake Rafino. The great Ryan C. Fowler was our guest. He did such a fantastic job. Doobie Lane was back on the ones and twos. Jonathan Rifkin will be back with Just Recruiting. We're going to be adding some more shows to AYS, but y'all ain't ready for that. My name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? Y'all have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.